Pastor Wall, I will finish in the will of the Lord today. Um, uh, we, we will, I'd like to pick up where we left off last week. Uh, we have Jesus praise for his disciples, beginning at verse 17. I'd like to read through it. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of, the, of it. Sanctify them by thy truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may truly, that they too may be truly sanctified. Five. Um, again, we are. Uh, we notice uh, um, that Jesus prayed for himself. He prays for his disciples. Um, and uh, I'd like us to just look a little closer at these verses that uh, was read in your hearing this morning. It says, and I quote again, Pray not, uh, I, my prayers is not to take them out of the world, um, though it would secure their safety, that's in essence what it's saying. In other words, it would have been so easy if God saved us and then took us to be with himself. It'd be so much easy for many of us, right? But uh, there is some stuff wrong with that uh, because that's what I thought of when I got saved. I said, uh, "Here's a good opportunity to leave and go home because <laughs> I'm, I'm free." But what of my testimony? Would I would I have had what kind of testimony I would have had had I just gotten saved and went home to be with the Lord? Uh, we would have been protected from everything else that presses us in in the world but that's not the reason why he saved us uh, mm -hmm. uh, I look at some mostly quotes mostly say uh, pray not for an easy life but pray for the strength in your hard one well, this is exactly what uh, Jesus is praying for. Not that they be taken out of the world, but that they will be protected from the wicked one. Uh, we could, as I said, leave the world when we get saved, if that the Lord saw fit to do that. But it will be without the blessing of our testimonies as a whole or 
reward. What kind of rewards we would have when we get in heaven? We would not have been tested as a Christian. And that is going to be the rewards that we get when we get to heaven for how we cope with the testing that we might go through, not before we become a Christian, but after we become a Christian. So that's a, a good enough reason for us to stay in the world. And of course, keeping, he prayed that, that they would keep, he would keep the disciples from the wicked one. At this particular stage, he is praying for the disciples, but in a few verses, he is going to include all of us. Okay, so we will get to that. Um, we, 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 he is praying that we would be protected from all the evils, all the evils in and around us within the world. We we need to be protected from those and and that's that's key. Verse sixteen says, They are not of this world, even as I am not of the world. Um and that is true. Once we are born again into the family of God, then there are certain things that happen through the, the Holy Spirit. Um, and we are no longer considered a part of this this world. Let's let's um, read uh, a couple verses in connection with this. First of all, we note that the world hated the disciples the same way the world hated Jesus Christ. John chapter 15 verse 18 says again, and I quote, If the world hated you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Jesus is reminding the disciples as to why the world hated them. Because, number one, they were not of the world. Secondly, because they hated Christ. So definitely, they would hate uh, the disciples. Uh, John fifteen nineteen says, If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. And we know that those who are in the world and of the world and are not born again in the family of God, the world loves them. The, lo the world embraces them. Uh, but if the world is embracing you and me, we need to check to see if we are not living too near the edge, too near the world. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Verse 17 says, Sanctify them. And he's talking about the sanctification of, again, the disciple. This was a form of prayer. He was asking that the, the, the Father would keep them, protect them, and uh, that 
is a negative sense because you're, he is protecting them from the world, okay? Um, from all of the pressures and the, 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 the poisonous elements which surrounds and presses in upon us uh, from day to day. He prays, sanctify them. And again, we can see another side of this um, where we look at it from a positive perspective. Um, God wants to sanctify us, but Jesus goes on to say, as we look on the overhead, that we should. He sanctifies himself that they, the disciples too, may be truly sanctified. Now, this this is this is a very significant element in this prayer. Um, when we look at it closely, for instance, let's go back to John chapter um, 15, verse 3. It says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Okay, so we understand that we are cleansed by the word. The word is, is like water. It, 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 it washes, it cleanses us. Um, I always remember Brother Jason Thompson. Um, I We were sharing, we were going to a meeting. Uh, we were, there's a, uh, some meeting that that we had to attend in order to, in those days, you had to be trained to go on ZNS to to uh, have a program on ZNS. And Brother Jaisal Thompson and myself was going to these meetings and you had to go for a certain length of time. Uh, and I was sharing with Brother Jaisal the fact that I read the word and I couldn't remember a lot of what I read and he said to me, he said, do you expect sieve to hold water? And I, just listening to the way he said it, of course I look at it very negatively. I said, do you mean he's trying to tell me my brain is a sieve so I shouldn't <laughs> expect <laughs> to remember anything? But he went on to explain, he says, you may not remember a lot of what you read, but you keep on reading because the word is like water. It washes. He says you can pour, no matter how dirty the sieve is, you can pour water on the sieve. It cleans the sieve, but it doesn't hold water. Uh, that meant a lot to me and it stuck with me. Ever since, well, you know. at least we could be clean sieves. Right? Clean sieves, and that's the whole idea. Clean, being cleansed. Yes. Um, I I I followed you with the uh, John three, 
Mm-hmm. And the good news version, they have the word, word, they have, uh, it says, uh, you have been made clean already by the teaching I have given you. Yeah, yeah, well, that's his word. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's clear of it. Yeah, teaching. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's talking about the word of God, the Bible. Okay. Uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, verse 5 says, again, and I, 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 I quote, the faith and love that springs from hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about the word of truth, the gospel. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 says, and again I quote, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation. Having having believed you were marked in him with the seal of promise the Holy Spirit. In other words, when we uh, hear the word by faith, we receive the word. The Holy Spirit born us into the family of God. But he goes a little further. He seals us. The Holy Spirit seals us, guaranteeing us our safe delivery. To heaven. So we needn't be saved and go directly to heaven as we are saved because as I said already you won't have any testimony left behind except what you did before you trusted the Lord, right? Uh, secondly, where are your crowns? What what are you going to get crowns for if, if you if 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 you are or when you go to heaven not because you die because we all are going to die is how we live the life once we are born again into the family of God and that's key verse 18 says as you sent me into the world I have sent them into the world as their mission was to carry into effect the purpose of the master's uh, mission. And what was the master's mission for all of us who are born again into the family of God is that we, as we are going, we make disciples as we are going, wherever we are, whether it's in school, or in our workplace, and I'm not saying take the time while you're at work to be preaching or teaching instead of doing what you're paid to do. I'm not suggesting that at all. But wherever we go, as we are going, we should be making disciples. Here we see again the Lord speaking very 
qualitatively uh, about both cases uh, in verse uh, 18. It says, As you send me, talking about the Father, into this world, now I send them into the to, to the world. There's a quote that goes around and I have it very very clearly. It said uh it says uh it says um it's a sentiment of what I sent you send them into the world. I send out brain first. Okay, oh uh, then it's when when it's cleared up, you, you can let me know. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. This scripture to gave me the other day. But we don't want to get too far away from what. Okay, okay, go ahead. Traders had high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, mm-hmm. and I am told the two people. They like that. They say they're Christian, but they say they can't find no Christians to have friend for friend. They have, so they have to go out and have unsaved boys and things to go out with <laughs> and keep company with. And then they do. They do what they do. <laughs> and feel like they all right? Well, uh, again, Sister Anne, uh, we will find all kinds of excuses to please the flesh. Because if she or he, whoever it is, if they are truly born again into the family of God, they are the ones who are supposed to be making the difference. So um, it, it, it's, 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 it's easy to blame everybody else. You know, but um, we need to make sure that we leave a mark. And that's the reason why, as I said earlier, when we are born again in the family of God, God leaves us here in order to bring glory to his name, to live a life that will glorify the Father. And at the same time, we live such a life that he will honor us even when he takes us home to be with himself whereby there will be those of us there are seven crowns that are available to to most of us you know um so it's it's up to us we could we can decide we're gonna live like the world or we can decide to be the salt and light that God intended us to be as believers, because that's what believers are supposed to be, when salt and light. When I was in my 20s, I God got married, and I didn't feel like I could take over taking care of the younger children, and I went and got married to a man that I didn't know. I didn't really know what love was. And I, I suffered because of that. I, I always said I was going to pray and ask the Lord to send me that. But I forgot all about him sending me a husband and I found I was left there in the house. 
the younger children. I took a You were running away? Yeah. Okay. And sometimes that happens when we run away. We run away thinking that we are going to be better off. But the grass may look greener on the other side, but if you check closely, you'll find the chimp bugs are right there. And months later, you see that the all begins to wither and die. So we, what is important is for us to make sure that we are quite aware that no matter what happens, if we are where God would have us to be, we can have an impact. If we are where the Lord will have us to be, we can and will have an impact. So running doesn't help. Matt you could be setting yourself up. Yeah, well, I had a mental problem from the day back then. And because of that, my dream that mind that night, he was a person. He didn't know nothing about helping somebody who mentally shit or something. And it was no help to me. So you're telling me you probably got... I feel like I, I got worse. You, you probably... Am I hearing you say then you probably got God second, second best? Yeah. Instead of waiting for Him. Yeah. And let Him bring I the man of your choice. Yes, of His choice. I got worse and worse. Imagining. He always want everything to be done his way, and I never could do anything right, and things like that. Okay, Shadow, you were saying something. Yeah, my brain freeze. Uh, yeah, we have made some more progress on that. Okay. Uh, as you sent me into the world, I sent them into the world. We talked about it in the workplace, uh, well, you said no. Preaching and teaching on with the, with the man dying. But uh, that reminds me of a popular saying uh, I remember now is that, uh, you know, preach the word wherever you go and if necessary, use words. That's, that's the saying, right? Uh, preach the word wherever you go mm -hmm. and if necessary, use words. Yes, but if I, if I hire you to do a job and you spend half of your time preaching instead of doing what you're so, you are paying you are paid to do, you're stealing. Yeah, I don't mean like preach. I mean, like, the same, what I'm saying is, like, the whole how I interpret it, it means uh, to live out the action of what you're preaching. Yes. And if necessary, use words. Yes, So, so in your job, you know, you live it out, and uh, and then, if necessary, use words. But uh, the, the important thing is to be living it out. Yes. Yes, so I agree. That would be like what you said, uh, using the man time for the man. Yes, yes. Let others see that you honor God in whatever you do. It says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto man. In other words, we shouldn't 
when we are on the job or wherever we are, we shouldn't be acting in one way when the boss is around and another way when the boss is not around. You know, we, we, we need to make sure that we recognize that we, when we live, when we live according to, to God's, uh, God's plan and purpose, He will show us how to live. And, 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 and seriously, He will give you the grace that you need to live for Him. And the boss will probably really appreciate you and give you a raise because of your faithfulness, not necessarily to him, but to God. Whatever you're doing, we do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto man. Okay? All right. Um, again, verse 19. It says, For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Um, we need to make sure that we are according to God's word when we when we are living according to God's word when the word of God is taken in and when we live it out as you were saying uh, Shabu then of course God is glorified and um um the, the 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 there is a an area in all of our lives that we need to make sure that no matter what we are doing the end result should be to glorify God the end result and if it's not if we are just doing things to glorify ourselves or to be seen or be heard, um, don't expect to get anything as a result from God. Yes, sir. Uh, I learned something about glorifying God. Uh, when I was younger, I used to be a dead again. I used to come first, second, and third, and racist. After a while, I got addicted to coming, coming first. And because I wasn't coming first all the time, I kind of lost interest. But, uh, and then in order to the career for me, uh, I didn't get, get away from me because of my, uh, because of, uh, my ego, my, uh, my self praise, self, self, for self praise, so, so, but, uh, what I learned is, you know, like now, I use the illustration of mine, yeah. Man made the whole stop and to use a simile of a parson, God made man, and if we look at man in the illustration as being a toast stop, uh, as uh, you know, and if man made the whole stop, this illustration, if man made the whole stop, then he made that for a particular meal, just like how God made us, and we have variety. And Sometimes, if you're a toaster, you may say, well, I want to be a TV to show movie stars that we watch a lot, and, you know, but, you know, if God had two TVs, he, he, 
if the man had two TV, then he would now toast up. Because, and if the toaster is trying, and the toaster don't want to be a toaster no more, then uh, I, I lost in your what I'm trying to say is uh, if what, what what you were meant to be what God made you to be you know uh, be satisfied with that you know uh, what I'm trying to say everybody don't have the gift to be number one yeah, but right. I learned that number two is important number three is important 104 is important important you know and Sometimes you get caught up, sometimes we want to sing. You know, I have a friend who want to sing and he want to be like, people applaud him and everything like that. I mean, it's good to be doing those things, but it's good to re- recognize what God wants you to be. You know what I mean? And I, I think that the important thing in life is just to do your best, you know, uh, do your best. And it, but some people, they come in the race and they don't have all the tools to run the race. I see people blind, deaf, you know, I saw a bird, looked like a couple of stones and listen, but he wasn't giving up, he was still going on being a bird. Well, he doesn't fly with his toes. No, but I mean, he didn't <coughs> give up. You know, I, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you. In other words, you, when we are born again, again, this is... Uh, moving away from where we are. Oh. But when you are born again into the family of God, He gives each one of us at least one gift. At least one gift. And we need to determine what that gift is. And once we determine what that gift is, we should build on that. And you will find that you will, for instance, in the case that He gave, gave one five, He gave one one. Give one two. Case of the person was that they gave five, he ended up with five more. So he say, you know, when he came back, he said, "I'll put you in charge of ten cities because of your ability, your willingness to use what you have." You know, but two, I agree with you too. I think that 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 example of the parable. Of the talents. Yes. I think that's a good example of what I'm trying to say. Yes, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Different levels, but the important thing is to be faithful. But with what you have. You know, the one who had two or so, I think he's the one. The one who had. He doubled it, right? Yes. All of them doubled it except the one that had one. Right. He decided and he'll he'll hide it. And God reward the one just as the other one. Yes. One more. Yes. Two. Well, uh, he, he took the one, the, the one gift from the one who had one gift and gave it to one who had ten. Now, I would have probably given it to the one who who had four, but that's gone. You know, you, you know, his ways are, are not our ways. Okay, let's let's. I am trying to to uh, finish this. Let's uh, look at verse twenty. Here we see, as you indicated before. He was praying for the disciples now. He is praying for believers everywhere. Let's listen to what it says. My prayer is not for them alone. Who who is them? Who is the them you're talking about? Talking about his disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Who is them? Through the message of the, the, the disciples, right? Okay, that all of them may be one, Father. 
just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to com a complete unit, unit in, that they may be brought as a complete unit. In other words, the unity that is within the church or should be in the church, he wants the same unity that is between he and the Father to be within the church. The same unity. And, you know, uh, many of us will say that's not possible, but it is quite possible. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit who indwell all of us. He is the one that brings unity to all of us. He says, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. What I'd like us to look at when we look at this portion of scripture he switches now from talking about the disciples, praying for the disciples and praying for us today and for those who are not saved yet. He's praying for everyone who will believe. Um, and this is, this is very important to me because there is a song that... Um, uh, I really love that goes something like this when he was on the cross I was on his mind but he I was on his mind before he got to the cross he was thinking about us before he went to the cross and this is this is this this is very important to me because it tells me how much God cares for each one of us. That he, he not only thought about us, but he prayed for us specifically. So he was praying for what followed but not only that he this was a part of the whole prayer I pray also for those who will believe uh, the majority of the manuscript uh, reads which believe so it, 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 it God being God he knows exactly who will trust him as Lord and Savior even before the foundation of the world don't ask me how he knows if he didn't know then he isn't God but he knows he knows everything and 
that's why he is never taken by surprise uh, in anything that 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 happens in and through our lives. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Listen to that prayer. There's nothing selfish about that. He wants us to have the same kind of relationship with each other as he has with his father. Because he says that he is in us. And also the Father. And uh, two weeks ago we were talking about this. We have not only the Holy Spirit who indwells us, but Christ indwells us through the Holy Spirit because they are one. He's saying that the Father, just the same way as He and the Father is one, and the Holy Spirit is one, three and one, right? Yes. He wants the same thing for all of us. He wants complete unity. So the, so the teaching is to bring the unity. The faith comes by hearing, hearing of the word, right? Yes. So you believe the word. The Holy Spirit takes the word that you believe. He borns you into the family of God. Okay. Which is the work of the Holy Spirit. That makes you one with God. One with the Father, one with the Son. And one with each other. Because as I said earlier, it's the Holy Spirit who actually brings us together as one. Because we are, we could never do it on our own. So being born in the family of God makes us one with God. One with God. And you don't, you cannot join the family of God. You see people joining churches, but that doesn't mean that they are part of the family of God. Only the Holy Spirit bonds you into the family of God. No one else has that authority. And that's the reason why in Calvary Bible Church, we do not accept you as members of Calvary Bible Church unless you are born again in the family of God. Because it's the Holy Spirit. Now you can uh, be a part of the social gatherings of the church, but that doesn't make you a member of the body of Christ. In order to be a member of the body of Christ, it means you have been placed into that body by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Sorry. How actually does one do the? How does one? How how does that actually happen? How does an individual on one day be not a part of the family? Christ, and the next day he is a part of the family. 
I wish I could tell you how the Holy Spirit borns us into the family of God and the pastoral world could help you, but I I don't know that. It's a mystery. All that I know is we are called. Now there is in us, it is God who calls us. We don't force acceptance into the family of God. God decides and be quite honest, there's very little that we can do about it. Now, accept it. I, I, I always thought that once you accept Jesus into your heart, you and you became Christian, you were Yes, but, it, but where does that originate from? <coughs> Do you originate it or does God originate the call? The acceptance, what are you accepting? Think, I think God impresses upon exactly. us. I mean, we don't just want to wake up and say, oh, I'm going to get saved today. There's some impression that either our consciousness or on our hearts burden that makes us realize we're missing something and you know that we go and maybe seek that or we're in church and we hear that and that makes us conscious of that void in our life or that need in our life. Right. But that but that the origination of that whatever you call it, that desire that call. The, the conviction. The conviction comes yeah. through comes the Holy from, Spirit. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't that doesn't come from us or our circumstance or no. our environment. No. That is God saying, yeah. Candy, this is, I'm calling you. Candy then responds, but God calls. Well, as we, as we, I've been saying all morning, faith comes by hearing something. You hear the word of God, you're convicted, but it's the Holy Spirit himself who bonds you into the family of God. So everybody don't get that calling, right? It's for everyone, but everyone is not going to accept it. Yeah. I'm saying to the Philippian jailer, from the standpoint of the person who is not in the family at the moment, but the Philippian jailer said to Paul, What must I do to be saved? Yes. And a very simple yes. believe in Jesus Christ and not shall be saved. But he had to do something, he had to believe. But what did he believe? It was after he presented the word. So he believed the word. It's the word that sanctify us. We are washed by the word. That's that's what this is all about. I think we, as we grow in our faith and our end of the word, we learn all these things that happen behind the scenes, so to speak, but we may not know at the time. And it's very simple, and I think we have to be careful. Is there anyone? Amongst us, or those who we come in contact with, who are not a part of the family of God, that we could that we make it too difficult from the standpoint of what the, what we need to do yeah. to become a member of the family of God. No, even in the Old Testament, yeah. we had all these additions onto what God said right. they ought to do. I mean, it's practically half a book of all of these things. I actually remember the first time I came to Calgary, which was way back. Uh, I went to the movies and someone heard about it and really I was no longer a Christian all these sorts of mean, and all these things are all sorts of peripheral things that have absolutely no meaning in God's sight and we can't be you know God's family is not a it's not a pile of rules that we have to obey it's all hard towards God 
It's by grace that we have been saved. True faith, not of ourselves. It's a gift. And you don't pay for a gift and give it to yourself. But man's part is being ready and accepting it. Yes. So the two rails come together. Yes. And you're approaching a huge theological victory. Yes, I'm not. I'm but that all will come to a saving knowledge of his grace. Again, come right back to grace. But may I say to you, there are many who heard the word, was convicted because they might have gotten caught to a certain extent, but they never really trusted the Lord as their personal savior. I'm going to end here for the time because of the time, but I have, have, permit me to share. Oh, yeah, you can share that in. <laughs> <laughs> this, this experience that I have, I had with you. I had a life that I lived. And as far as I was concerned, I wasn't a bad person. Because when I looked at the life of many who professed to be Christians, believe it or not, I didn't feel as if I was bad at all. But I had a fair of going to hell. There was one preacher that I listened to any hour of the day and that was Pastor Early. And at that point I used to go to E.T. Um, and one night he preached a message and I was convicted I realized that if I had died, I would go to hell, and I did not want to go to hell. I don't know who really does. But I went forward that night, down at E.T., when the call was made. But I, these were my words to God. Father, I need your forgiveness for my sins. But there are certain things in my life, hands off. I'll handle them. You just take care of what I can't take care of. That is my salvation. And everything will be all right. <laughs> and I went down believing that God had forgiven me. But I wasn't forgiven. Because God is not one who you can bargain with. When you surrender your life to Christ, 
it's either all of you or none of you. You don't have a submarine halfway out of the water. If it's sub if it's a submarine and it's submerged, it's submerged. You're, it's not a part of the submarine out of the water. It's all of the submarine under the water. And that's the best way I know to put it. But I walk away from there feeling pretty good about myself. But within six weeks afterwards, I was doing the same thing that I was doing for the past 20-something years. But there was a time when I went to him and said, take my life and let it be consecrated Lord to be. Take my moments and my days and let me live them in ceaseless praise. I hold nothing back. You do what you have to do. Just forgive me. And that was when I was born again in the family of God. So going back to Candy, yeah, we could have a desire to want to be saved, but you gotta you gotta come God's way. And unlike myself or any other pastor, we don't know whether you are sincere or not, but the Holy Spirit knows. And when you are sincere, he bonds you into the family of God. So, I, 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 I share that from time to time because I see it as a, a, a good example of what we could believe and what is really true. Because I said to God, yeah, you know, Lord, you, you, you're the only one who could born me in the family of God. You, you're the only one who can save me. But I didn't give him all of myself. I said, there's some things in my life, hands off, I'll handle them. God said, I didn't realize it then, but looking back, I realized it. Afterwards, he says, you either give me all or I will have none of you. We need, he needs all of us, not a part of us. He needs all of us. And that's why we need to surrender totally to him. We, we cannot withhold or should not try to withhold anything from him because all that we have belong to him and that's when you you surrender everything but if you're going to bargain with God there's no chance that you are going to be born again in the family of God now for those people who were down front they probably thought that I made a commitment that night I thought I made a commitment too but I didn't get saved it was years later that I know the very night 1975 12 30 a.m. I got saved. I can't even remember what. I know I was in the, in my 20s, but I knew within six weeks afterwards that I wasn't saved. Because if you're saved, you're not going to be doing the same thing you were doing as an unsaved person. And we are, we are late.